0: certain quality of effort that it does take something there's a there's an effort that it apps that you can relate to. You're like, yes there's effort. So it's gonna be a different kind of effort for each of us, right? But we're all raising mostly all raising our hand that there's something there. And uh, we're trying to talk about that something today in the hopes that it'll actually make you better at harnessing that effort because what ends up happening uh this is a continuation of that same quote it picks up right here in the middle uh he's talking about how it takes effort to go down he said and then once you get there he says then then there is no breath and he says and the more it rises the more it becomes subtle it becomes more subtle so subtle the breath has no room to exist what is that about There's an effort that carries us down and in, but then there's some kind of shift that takes place. And what we felt maybe as pressure changes, and this is described here as rising energy, could also be described as expansive. So take another breath or two in towards your heart. And then as you exhale try to feel this expand expansion that babaji talks about and just try to feel can you notice that there's a difference in these two moments the inhale towards the heart and the exhale is something different it's a different kind of effort it's a different kind of experience So what I want to do right now is have everybody sort of get, you know, comfortable in their seat. I'd like to dive into this material qualitatively, actually meditate together, lead us in, that will lead us towards a little bit of a free writing experience. And then we can share a little bit about this experience in the hopes that it'll actually clarify what we're feeling and make us better able to even do it in the future. Before I do that, though, any questions or comments right out the gate, anything at all? Yeah, Yogita, thanks.
1: Um, to me, you left off the most two important things. <laughs> that okay. is contact, uh, connecting with the guru and the mantra. And then, if you do that, then it's a lot easier. It's not just you make it sound like I'm breathing in and I'm opening up. No, I'm allowing the um, tower that I'm looking at right here to open me up. So anyway, that's what
0: I wanted to say. <laughs>
1: I can't do it without a deity or a guru. Okay. Awesome.
0: Thank you. That's exactly, that's it. That's what we're here to talk about, to sort of expand on each other's experience. Yeah, I never want this class to come across as like, oh, this is how it is. It's more like we're exploring concepts in refining our understanding. Um, so that's wonderful. Thank you for adding that to the discussion. The thing i would I would say where those two ideas sort of meet um, Is this concept of sort of inviting Tara in. there's There's a quality of effort to that experience where you have to sort of ask, almost like open a door in yourself. There's something you do to invite, to open. And then I and then the experience of Tara uh, working for you with you uh, feels very much like that 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 exhale based concept, you know, the expansive quality. so i, yeah, absolutely. I see them I see it as the same concept with different um with different tools.
2: Thank you, Yogita. That's totally what we're Yeah, Bob, go for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I am kind of
3: jealous of Yogita. She has this wonderful connection to deity, um, which I, as my practice has evolved, I have found it to be
2: more... uh,
3: Well, I was talking to Baba the other day about, like when I first started doing this, it was all about these great big breaths. And some of you have seen the Rudy videos and you see Rudy taking these really deep breaths. And it just feels like, you know, so powerful and everything. And and so we, myself, uh, when I was starting out, I was practicing in this way and it, I, it did develop large uh, uh, energy ascending up my spine and to the top of my head. It was a very powerful experience. But over time, it has become... Like he says here, there's no more room for the breath. Um, I was talking to Baba about the fact that often my breath may only go in about to the back of my throat, and it doesn't, I don't even feel like I'm breathing down into my body. Um, Something else is. Happening that's a little more difficult to describe, but it's so so subtle. There, uh, there doesn't seem to be any room for the breath. Uh, I, when I just read this, I was like, "Yeah, that that's kind of what I describe." But um, yeah, you're right. It's different for everybody, and it's probably as your as you progress, it will change again and again and again and again. What you experience
2: thanks, Bob
0: yeah, and, and I think really the the work that we're here to share together is 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 both subjective and objective. We're here to 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 look at our own personal experience and share about it because actually sharing, about your experience that you've earned through medi- meditating not by necessarily reading about it but by practicing it helps you sort of feel it and see it you know clearly and then to hear someone else's experience can sort of open new doors in us and then to see our likenesses like what is being shared across all these different experiences and that's sort of where the the dharana comes in this this attempt to describe a, a subtle individual experience the sutras are hilarious. They literally will say, point blank, you can't teach someone how to meditate, and the, and they're like, and the following is an attempt to do that, you know, and they're just, and it's just so real, so, but I've never felt more like it's more possible than in this setting because we're willing to do, we're willing to live in both worlds, we're willing to play in the horizontal. Here, but then then put it inside and actually like have this direct vertical experience that will always transcend words and then come back and let both of those worlds sort of help each other grow because yeah you're right even our own personal experience today will be different than it will be in the future thanks great um
2: great shares thank you
0: All right, so we can dive in, we'll do, we'll meditate together, and then uh, we'll have a chance to reflect uh, personally, like um, pen and paper, hopefully you have something around, and then we'll have an opening to to discuss, um, but I want you to just focus on these these two aspects that are quintessentially described, you know, in our tradition, this effort and this grace, that there's this quality, this experience that's occurring when we sit.
2: And boy, can
0: it be described in a lot of different ways. I'll do my best to incorporate them. So hopefully you feel comfortable in your seat. But sometimes the seat is something we take for granted. We don't realize it actually takes the seats a part of our practice too. This is actually in the seat, the effort and the grace as well. So one thing that people often overlook in their seat is the effort at the beginning and <clears throat> the Dharanas describe it, in Babaji also teaches it like, uh, to quote the Dharanas, make slow, make slowing invisible circles. And so the idea is that you actually move a little bit and you rock a little bit, and you're trying to generate a buoyancy in your spine and in your deep core without any kind of gripping. And then you allow that movement to taper down. And the the longer you allow it to taper down, the longer that sort of graph exponentially goes towards the x-axis without reaching it, the lighter your
2: seat will be. And we arrive
0: at stillness, but we don't Hold it, we don't grip it. There's an effort to stillness and there's grace in stillness.
2: We apply ourselves towards stillness, but it's not just effort. We also have to release into it. Stillness in itself is a powerful practice when you look at it through this lens.
0: The breath is another body of awareness, just like your physical body. The breath is another body of awareness, another body of sensation. And as the body becomes still, the breath can be felt. And try to feel the entire duration of the breath. smoothing it out making it even
2: using a little bit of effort as you smooth
0: out the breath that's sort of like the the circles you made with your spine it's you interacting directly
2: but try to use a little less and then a little less effort.
0: And you can draw that smooth inhale in through the nose and imagine it washing over the third eye. And going down towards the base of the throat at first. As you exhale, you can try to leave
2: your awareness there in the throat. Just trying to feel this small pathway.
0: And then swallowing allows the throat to clear and your next breath, you can draw into the third eye, down the throat and towards the heart. Each exhale, try to leave your awareness in the heart. And each inhale draws the breath into the third eye, down past the throat towards the heart. And so this is one tool set. And as we were talking about earlier, another tool in this equation, another way of going in, is to reach out to a deity if you are you know, working, you know, daily with a certain Murti or certain deity to sort of use that inhale as a way of opening to them, to softening and to inviting them into the heart. And then as you exhale, is an opportunity to really release into their presence, release into the experience of whatever that is. And we also have the mantra, Om Namah Shivaya, for example. As you draw the breath towards the heart, Om Namah Shivaya is a way of really inviting that higher presence, inviting that higher experience, you know, reaching for it. And then as you exhale, Om Namah Shivaya has
2: a different feeling. It's a releasing into. whether you're working with the heart and the
0: breath, deity, the mantra, what we share in this experience is what does it feel like? What does it take to go inside? And try and let your touch be so gentle, but try to feel the experience
2: of inside.
0: And that's probably associated a little bit more with your inhale. And then this exhale is a different experience of inside. As Babaji says, it's an expansion
2: of that inner space.
0: What does that feel like? How do you work with that? And try to just be in it. Just just do the practice and feel it while you're doing it.
2: As Babaji
0: and Lakshmanju commented, thoughts come up. If we focus on the thoughts, this practice goes on pause. But if we use the practice to sort of swim or push or drop through the thoughts to, to find something inside of us, then something starts to happen.
2: This process is not automatic. Remember, we we float to the top if, if we don't participate.
0: Yet we can't muscle our way. We can't be caught in doership. So find that
2: effort that actually allows you
0: to swim down towards the heart, to sink down, to feel inside. And as you exhale, find that grace, find that experience of releasing or expanding.
2: That allows you to absorb, to become.
0: The sutras are clear in saying that there's no objective way to describe this process, that each of us has to find
2: the path ourselves.
0: Find the path to your heart, whether it's through the breath, a mantra, or a deity, but find that path in. And then feel also
2: what that space can bring to you as you exhale. No matter what your thoughts,
0: no matter what your circumstances, each of us for the next couple minutes, find a path to your heart. And then find that experience of releasing into that space as well. Find a way there.
2: Allow the eyes to open slowly and maybe even just halfway open. And realize
0: that this space does not negate meditation and that it just requires that same wish, that same work. So, can you find that path to your heart now that the stimulation of the senses might be a little bit stronger?
2: Can you feel that release as you exhale? Or that expansion, perhaps?
0: And we can take the next two or three minutes um to write about these two aspects of our practice these two aspects of the breath the going down and the going in and then the expansion or the rising however you want to describe it but i just um yeah i i ask that you just give it a shot and see if you can feel the same space while you write not worrying so much about what you're writing but rather how you're writing. So take two or three minutes for that. You have a pen and paper, go for it. You're going to hear some sort of like background music that some people feel helps them with this process, but you can always turn the music down. Mm-hmm. Yay, these are really fun. Thank you for sharing these. I'll give everybody another minute before we move into the discussion. Hey, Anju, just to have another voice here. Right out the gate, you want to read these with me? We'll go every other one. Sure thing. Are you there? Hello? All right, cool.
4: Okay, (laughs) sorry.
0: Restful awakening.
4: Invite change without initiating. How to.
0: Surrendering to the descent.
4: What if my heart fully relaxed?
0: Living in an air bubble. Floating. I feel safe.
4: Another bubble here.
0: Cool. total bliss. All right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Hey, um, Gita, uh, would you mind expanding on yours? It's, I, I feel like I, I can really relate to that.
2: Um, yeah,
5: um, you know how the quote from Nityananda is, uh, A heart is the center of the universe, go there and roam. You know, we have this heart chakra, but really and truly, we are pure consciousness. And if we could really, really, truly relax into that and let go of all of our tensions, I kind of think that might be where I'd end up, but I don't know.
2: Dr.
0: Hmm. see say- Oh, good. Go ahead. Go
5: ahead.
0: I was gonna say you said I that might might be where I end up, meaning if you totally relaxed, released, you would end up in your heart or in that.
5: No, no,
2: Satchadananda. ananda
0: hmm.
2: it would be pure consciousness. Do you, you feel totally like you're tasting relax. that
0: when you but... in your practice? Like how do you experience that in your practice and maybe a small way?
5: I can start to feel like the ed- edges of my small self um, getting less. Uh, there's more semi permeable membrane, I guess, in a way to describe that. Cool. There was a uh, yeah, Tuesday after uh, the roots class that. Uh, taught, and there was that meditation and for the first time in years since I had my hip replaced I could literally sit cross-legged and there was that sense she said feel your spine and it was truly like you know those images of um, Shiva where you just sit and and it kind of glows that was the image and I was like wow this is amazing didn't last very long but it was
0: Nice while
5: it lasted. Yeah. So that's a plug for your root class too.
0: Thanks. <laughs> we can use all the plugs we can get. Thank you. And um, that's just a great, a great way of 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 hearing about it. You know, we have some people that are really new, uh, you know, to our lineage. So it's really nice to hear about these experiences. They might go quickly, but they're real, and they happen. And they affect you, and they're sort of how you, how this process unfolds. You know, we can only be underwater for so long, and then we float up. And people think like, "Oh, well, then why bother?" It's like, no, no, no. Like the healing that it happens, you, the purification occurs. You don't have to stay under. I mean, eventually, that is a possibility. You know, and that might be the definition of enlightenment. But like just going in, having an experience, then rising up and being back in your life is what I can tell the sutras are saying how this occurs. That's how the the purification happens. Insert one spark of awareness, it says, and then let that fade and then insert another spark of awareness. Let that fade and again, insert another spark, you know? And so just that glimpse, you know, that you had in that class, that was like, a purification that occurred and then we rise back up into our life and but like that's how it happens that's so thank you so much
2: thank you guys
0: hmm. before i call on anyone anyone want to expand on what they wrote or is just any direction
2: yes jay i think i saw a hand
0: Oh, I think I, I think I just saw a smile, and it, I was like, oh, I really, you know, and I was like drawn to your image, and I was, like, if nobody raises their hand, I'm going to call Chaitanya unless I missed a hand, I apologize. But all right, are you unmuted and then remuted? So I'm going to let that one go, and now you're unmuted again.
6: I was just waiting to see if anybody raised their hand uh, or you'd call somebody else. All right. <laughs> That's fine,
2: either way. Yeah, go
0: for it, Chaitanya. It's always nice to hear from you.
6: Yeah, I don't think I could uh, distill it to a phrase, which is why I didn't put anything out there. But it's always a very powerful experience. Powerful is an overused word. I mean powerful as in having an impact, however small or big. This thing, um, practice going into the heart, for me feels like the ability to let things surface, where I go down into the heart and follow the breath, and the breath becomes very thin, the point where... I sort of lose it closer to the heart, between the throat and the heart. When I lose it there and I try to focus there or have my awareness there, things happen. As in the base of the spine, at the top of the head, sometimes physical, muscles, tension, relaxation, all all kinds of stuff. And these seem to happen at the periphery. It's almost like these, if I can let them go, go to the surface and keep popping up like things on a buoy at the surface of the ocean. And I'm trying to stay submerged in the heart, keep my focus there. Sometimes I get caught in the thought which brings me to the surface and I can see all these things at the surface, these thoughts that were submerged, these sensations, that are now floating on the surface, like an itchy nose, perhaps. Somehow I'm able to go past that itchy nose, but it might be waiting for me. It's these kinds of things that when I finish my meditation and gently open my eyes, as you suggest, some of them go away. Magically, the itchy nose goes away sometimes, and these other thoughts that come from the depths, and other times it's wait there, it waits there. And I just have to scratch or deal with it. The, I think takeaway for me is the visibility into these thoughts or these movements inside, which otherwise I wouldn't be aware of outside of my meditation. So there is a rising to the surface that happens as I try to surrender deeper.
2: Thanks. I'm just sitting with that.
0: Yes, Yogita. And and um, I, I, okay. we, we can circle back to what Jaitanya said in a minute, but go ahead, Yogita.
1: Okay, no, go ahead. If you, um, you're not done. Okay. I, want just,
0: I wanted to just recap some of the things that he said that I really appreciated. When he said the breath gets thinner in the heart, I thought those are really helpful way of describing. I think Bob was referring to that, too. And obviously, the darn itself was talking about that on a certain level. There's like um, a lack of it might start as a physical thing, but then we have to make some kind of transition to to reach that space. It's like we can't depend on the physical breath so much. I thought that was for me, that was really uh, helpful. And then uh, that itchy nose thing is so real. how the the act of meditating like the purification act it it, it churns things up and and we see all the stuff and we forget like it's the churning that we sh- we have to focus on and if we want this stuff to sort of you know rise up and out um and i just thought that was really really helpful to remember like The stuff that comes up in meditation needs to come up. It needs to be churned. It needs to be released. And it's so funny when we finish meditating and it goes away and you're like, wow, that was, it's not like that wasn't real, but like, it wasn't what I thought it was. So thanks, Shaitanya. I just wanted to comment on that before we moved on. Yogita, please.
1: At first I struggled to sit still follow my breath inside it takes a lot of effort to sit still stay focused on the breath and mantra i gently open my eyes and look into tara's eyes and ask for help i find myself inside opening deeper and wider until i feel the energy like an endless fountain circling through my chakras no effort only grace energy and bliss remain i well I feel, you say that we're supposed to feel less space. I, to me, I feel endless space. I, I, I can't identify with what they're saying about you. Your breath goes away. It, I mean, if you're opening, it, it's endless. I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: I don't I don't know if I follow you on, on supposed to feel less space. Maybe I'm missing something. See, where is that thing? That, yeah. Sure. You said
1: the, the, the breath goes away or something. Um it's right here. And
0: oh, then yeah.
1: it becomes more subtle. Maybe it's no so breath has no room to exist. But to me is it has more room. I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a different place,
0: you know. No, I think I think you're what's awesome is that you're actually help helping to describe it the same thing in a different way because when it says it be, it has no room to exist. It one way of interpreting it is that it has no. It's like how Babaji says you have to sort of uh, let go of your closely held ideals to find that next experience. Ah, uh, it, it, it. We can't carry our backpack uh, with us from the physical world to the subtle, and so for us to experience ah uh, uh, the subtleness of our of our being, the heart, for example um the physical breath almost the the way that we relate to our practice physically has to be surrendered we have to like open up this this room that you're talking about a lot of people when they feel that room it's a little scary it it almost feels like really big And we like our little space. We like, you know, we like these little spaces, you know, and like the idea of like going beyond that. I want to thank you for the,
1: thank you for the class. I, I was rushing around before class and i was just feeling anything but bliss and I feel so much better now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you have a a real knack for being able to just sit down and do the work. It's pretty cool that I've seen you do that so many times. can just you can just make the shift i think you've just had to do that so much you know in your life like just make the shift you just do it so well it's
1: not me that's what i'm trying to say it's not me i mean i have help (laughs) lots of it
0: We just got a couple of minutes left, so anyone else who wanted to describe, you know, like their experience or just sort of share a little bit about their experience of these two halves of the whole. Yeah, Andrew.
4: I just wanted to say thanks to you know, Gita. I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who kind of felt like a chicken with their head cut off coming into class today. It happens. <laughs> Um, and so it was interesting working with this this week because I got a class last week feeling like really buoyant and then like, bam. <laughs> and so um, I was having, you know, like working this week, kind of feeling that difference of like going down consciously versus being like weighted and pulled down and fighting it and trying to like, you know, deal with that, like pressure sort of shooting you to the surface. And that like kind of an experience and sort of my more like horizontal life, and that difference of actually like mindfully like consciously sinking in and how when I'm in that space consciously with that like subtle effort, I don't like ping to the surface or get like weighted down. I'm sort of just in this like big airy space and can just be like, can let go of the breath, you know, I need that to get there. But once I'm in it, um, it sort of just happens to me as opposed to like having to do it. Um, And so it's like, it's just that subtle shift. And if I bring too much effort to it, then I like, you know, sink all the way down or shoot up. So it's finding that like subtle way and calming my nervous system using that like physical breath and then just like allowing instead of trying to make something happen and then i kind of like can exist in that that space and and feel big and not feel so tossed around
0: so if i'm hearing you right there's like a, a real um there's a skillfulness to the effort First of all, that like you have to be really, you you have to do your practice skillfully to have it to generate the effect, the desired effect. Is that right?
4: Yeah. Like if I try to just like, if I'm I'm trying to get somewhere, I'm not going to get there. But if I can just like, you know, come at it a little bit more of just like being open to what's possible rather than like. Mm you know trying yeah. to force something or that like over effort yeah. and uh still you know still wobbling sometimes but uh but that's
0: yeah. okay yeah it almost feels like while we're meditating we're we're figuring that effort out it feels like at, you know, at the five minute mark at the 10 minute mark it's like the you're getting the, the effort it's like at the beginning it is these big blasts of breath and uh, where focus and it is and it's like, yeah, but it keeps refining and refining. And then by like the 20, 25 minute mark, for example, it feels like the breath, it's like there you're, you're actually, it's going in and reaching the heart. You know, it's like, you've got that channel and you're, you're able to, to use it. It's almost like how we start a yoga class, you know, in the beginning of a yoga class, the movement, the muscles are clunky. And by the end, you're like, you're participating in the healing process. You're, you're, As Yogita was saying a couple of times tonight, it's not you, (laughs) but you are participating somehow with the flow, like you're, you are working with it. That, that to me is like, what, what I, what I was really reaching for in this dharana and, and feeling in this dharana was like, the dharana is about this uprising energy through the spine but all the commentaries about like how to bring your attention down and in so that it can rise up you know and how do we how do we feel that well i didn't realize the time had gone by so quickly um thanks everyone appreciate all of your support and making this class possible and i'm you know i think we're still figuring out the concept <laughs> behind this class and and, and how it can be the most beneficial, you know, to Babaji's vision. So we're going to keep rolling with it. Next week, we are learning about Vishnu with Chaitanya. Pretty cool. And here comes the Sri Ram chant on cue uh, as one of Vishnu's incarnations. And then following that, we will actually be uh, have yoga and meditation together. So uh, see you next week. Thanks again for being a part of this process. Namaste.